Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Jesus! Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat, amen. Give the Lord some praise, amen. That's going to be our, our new little little thing, amen. Rooted, amen. Each time you do it, you go down a little deeper, amen. Hallelujah. Let's get rooted. Somebody say rooted. Hallelujah. I'm going to start our new series uh Today, amen, and, and so I want to minister on that. Praise the Lord, amen. And if we want to get rooted, and if we want to root our, ourselves down in Him, speaking of Christ, and be built upon Him, we, say I, I. say I, I, we must go deeper. You know, my, my, my daughter ministered about going deeper in the Lord, and, and, and uh, she's off media, she's off Facebook, so she don't know what I'm ministering today. But today I'm starting a new series entitled, Going Deeper. Going Deeper. Somebody say, I'm going deeper. Going deeper. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, this picture, uh, is that water? And we're going deeper? A cave. We're going deep in a cave. Hallelujah. How many like caves? <laughs> Come on, nobody likes valleys, huh? Come on, we like mountaintops, huh? sunshine, but we don't like darkness, amen. But how many know that God is in the valley? God is in those dark valley, uh, those dark areas in our lives. And let me tell you, God reveals himself in the deepness. Amen? Come on, that's where, that's where faith grows, church. It's easy to, to, to uh, serve God. It's easy to say amen when you're on the mountaintops. It's in those valleys. Come on, somebody. It's in those valleys that we need to shout those things. And so we need to go deep. Somebody said, go deep. Hallelujah. I'm talking about going deeper, more intimate with a relationship. Listen, with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say yes. Come on, how many know the Holy Spirit? Is he your friend? Is he your best friend? Because he has to be your best friend. Sometimes we can come and we come to church and we think it's church, is church. And, and just being here is, is it's all, what it's all about. But no, no, no. We, say I. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be spirit-filled, listen, and spirit-led. Come on, we need to be overflowing with the Spirit of God, amen. We need to be a people content, contending, amen, to be spirit-filled, like I said, and spirit-led. I'm talking about experiencing new depths in the Holy Spirit and having a deeper hunger. Are you hungry today? Come on, you got to be hungry for Jesus in 2022. That is what's going to sustain you is a hunger for God, amen. Not just making it, not just biting here and there, but having an appetite for the Lord. Come on, somebody. Going deeper in the Lord to experience him in new levels. Going to a place, listen, that you've never been before. How many want to go just deep with God? Get into that place, amen, that you hear people talking about. That you Places that, man, I, man, this is, this is different now. Things that make you fall more in love. What I'm talking about today, church, is, is being Holy Ghost wasted. Woo! Now I got your attention. Wasted? 
Oh, sign me up. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm talking. Come on. I'm talking just getting drunk with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Getting overfilled and say, God, I, I, I want more. I want more of you. I want more of this. I want to drink you more. I want to eat you more. I want to drink you more. Come on. Holy Ghost wasted. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on. I know what you, you know, some of you guys know what that feels like. Amen. Come on. I remember when our first building, amen, man, God moved, amen, and there was just such a, a presence of God, amen, that people were drunk in the Holy Ghost. Come on, hallelujah. Remember that, babe? Come on. She's back there. My babe's here, amen. Hallelujah. There she is. Come on. I'm talking holy. I remember one time, amen, at a conference, we got so Holy Ghost wasted, I couldn't drive home. I was intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. They had to help me to my car. I'm not lying, huh, babe? Come on. Me and my wife, they, they, they had a tent uh, a revival or tent conference, a, a, a harvester's conference. We had it in a tent at Cerritos College, amen, and this was a big old tent, amen, like a circus tent. And we were in there, amen, and this guy was lining up people who was anointed with the Holy Spirit, praying for people. We were so lined up that we ended up outside the tent, amen, praying for us. And we were like the very last ones, amen. And we're like, okay, he's going to run out, amen. He's probably going to turn back. Ah, too much. I ain't going way out there, amen. But he came out there, boom, boom, boom. Holy Spirit fell. We fell out, me and my wife. And then we were just, what, rolling around in the grass laughing? I mean, we were laughing. We are like, ah. We're just so Holy Ghost wasted. And our Bible study was all around us like this. What's wrong with them? <laughs> they were just staring at us. And, and I'm serious. I could not drive home. My wife was enough where she got a little better. Amen. And we didn't get lucky. We didn't get pulled over. Amen. Holly. But she got us home. Amen. But, <laughs> but, I, but I couldn't drive. Amen. It, it was. How many want to experience that? You ever experienced that? How many want to experience that? I don't know about you, but I want some more of that time, amen, with God, amen, getting Holy Ghost wasted, amen, hallelujah. How many know that we are in a time that none of us can afford to be living in the shadows? We need, say I need, we need to be living in the light. Come on, I'm talking about going deeper. It's about opening up to God's word that teaches us, amen, and what God says about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Jesus invites us to come and drink of his water, amen, that we don't have to live in the shadows anymore. We don't have to live in doubt anymore, church. We don't have to live in uncertainties anymore, amen. If we're living in the light, amen, God is going to direct us. Can somebody say amen? But experience the abundant life in the light, amen, as we root, somebody say root, root ourselves deeper in him. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is the one that's going to sustain us in 2022. It's not your own thought. It's not your own strength. Come on, because it's not by might nor by power, but what? By his spirit. Come on, his spirit, church. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to be spirit-filled and spirit-led, church. We need to be so full of him that everything else pushes out. Come on, somebody. Come on, all the, all that, all the thoughts, all the anger, all the rage, all the words that we say sometimes. Come on, am I talking to anybody in this house? If we're going to go deeper, church, 
if we're going to go root, go root ourselves in 2022, it must, listen, involve the Holy Spirit. And as we go deeper, church, in the Holy Spirit, then we can experience, listen, the anointing. Oh, you guys didn't catch that. Amen. You experience the anointing. Oh, you, you guys don't get it. We can experience the anointing. Come on, I'm talking, come on, uh, come on, I'm talking about Holy Ghost wasted, church. Uh, come on, Holy Feel wasted, amen. You can experience the anointing as we deepen ourselves with God, then the anointing comes, church. That's the Holy Spirit. Come on, there's power, listen, in the anointing. Listen, there's deliverance in the anointing. Come on, there's salvation in the anointing. In the anointing, God can heal your marriage. In the anointing, God can break the bondages. Come on, God can set us free. The things that you struggle with, the, the things that you're battling over, under the anointing, church, He can break it. How many want to get delivered? How many want to get set free? Come on, you got to contend for the anointing. Somebody say contend. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 10 through 9. It says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his, what? His Spirit. The Spirit teaches all things. He teaches what things? Some things. A little bit of things? What things? All things. Somebody say all things. All things, even, listen, the deep things of God. I'm talking about going deep, church. He can give you the hidden treasures. He can show you. Come on, God doesn't keep anything to himself, church. He wants to show you the secrets. But you got to go deep with him. Verses 12 to 13 says, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from, that is from God, that we or I may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught, by, taught to us in human wisdom, but in words that are taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The Spirit wants to teach us. Come on, you're wondering why you're going through some seasons. You're wondering why you cannot overcome certain situations in your life. You're wondering why you keep tripping over that same sin or, or doing those things of the past and still here, amen. It's good for a season, then you fall back. It's because we're leaning upon our own understanding. We're not led by the Spirit. This is why God wants, to, wants us to go deeper with the Holy Spirit so that we can see the deeper things of God and get rooted. Somebody say rooted. See, we have not grown. And if we have not grown and we have gone through some struggles or you seem to be like the children of Israel going around in circles, amen. It's because we have not grown deep in the anointing, listen, to handle those things that come our way and the things that God wants to bring into our lives. We have moments. All of us had moments. Come on. You come out of a conference, ladies. You come out of a conference, men of God. You come out of a conference or a great Sunday service, and you walk out here. Yeah, I got it. 
You walk out with your chest popped up and, ah, devil's not going to get me this. No more, devil. You're not going to trick me no more. I got it. I got it. I got it. To find out the next day, you just fall over again. Next moment. Am I talking to anyone in this place? We have our moments, but they're short-lived because, listen, we our shift has focused back to what? Ourselves. Our problems. Me, me, my own. Yesterday on Sunday, you were all, ooh, yeah, I got it, Pastor. Yeah, the next day, I quit. That's it, I'm done. Bro, you just said, man, you got it, man. You said, I'm, I'm all in, and all of a sudden, man, you want to quit now. Come on, somebody say amen. We start to focus. Our focus has shifted. Our eyes are not on Jesus anymore. We're focused on the troubles that surround us, our, our lives, our spouses, our problems, church. We say me. We can't see the, th- the deep things of God. The deep th- things of God. <laughs> Rooted. Wait up. Let me get a water. Amen. I get too excited sometimes. Excited, remember? We can't see the deep things of God because we're so full of ourselves. Blinded, blinded by our struggles. Amen. Our focus is on our circumstances. Come on, just like my daughter says, it was the shift went to her. The shift went to her and said, you know what? I, I got blinded, amen. I got it was hard for me. But we need to take our eyes off ourselves and we need to put our put them back on him, amen, if we are going to go deeper. You want to go deeper, keep your eyes on Jesus. Tell your neighbor, keep your eyes on Jesus. He'll never mislead you, church. He'll always guide you out of your circumstances. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, amen. If you keep your eyes on yourself, you're keeping it in the dark, church. You need to live in the light. So today, I don't know how many, how many, how long this series is going to last, but how many know that we need the Holy Spirit? So it may be a long time, but let me tell you, you're going to be stronger by the end of the series. Today, let's look at the one who reveals. Now, the Holy Spirit is right here with us right now. Come on. He was in service. He was clapping his hands. He was worshiping. Amen. He was touching people. Come on. He was around. He was, he was in. His, he's, he's still here. He's right over your shoulder. He's behind you. Don't look behind. He's right there. Come on, the Holy Spirit's right there, amen. He's in everything. The mess, uh, uh, Psalms 139, 8 through 10 says this. Come on, the Message Bible says it like this. Is there any place that I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight. If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on the morning's wing to the far western horizon, you'll find me in a minute You're already there waiting for me. Then I say to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark. Come on, you thought you can get away from God and go into that closet of yours and do something you're not supposed to do? He's right there. You thought you got away, amen, amen, from from people and you're you're doing that little thing on the side? Let me tell you, he's right there. I may not know. 
I may not see you. Your spouse may not even know, amen. But you know what? Who knows? God knows, amen. The Spirit's right there. We can't get away from him. There's not a corner in all the earth that the Holy Spirit is not present. He is present all times, in all places, everywhere. The question is, where have you been lately? Because let me tell you, he was right there. That thought, that word you said, those actions you've done, he's seen it. And we come to church where God already knows. So we got to live church for him. Come on, somebody. And the Holy Spirit is every, everywhere revealing God to you. Amen? When Jesus is Lord of your life, your heart, somebody say my heart, your heart becomes his residence. He lives in you, and he promised to come, and he comes to make a home with you. Revelations chapter 3.20 says, here I am, and I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. See, once you open the door for Jesus, once you let him into your life, church, you rented out your place to him. He becomes the new tenant in your life. Because when he comes in, he doesn't come to visit, church. It's not a visit, amen. He comes, amen, to rent your place out. He comes and sets up housekeeping. He comes to settle in. Ephesians chapter 2, 22 says this, And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his what? His spirit. His spirit, church. Coming to church is not enough. I say coming to church is not enough, church. Knowing his word is not enough. You've got to have his you got to have his spirit. He has to live in here. That means you got to open up yourself and allow him to come in and allow him to do what he needs to do in your life, in your heart, to clear out those things. He does housekeeping. He starts saying, what's this, son? What's this, daughter? He starts throwing things in your life away. So you don't need this anymore. You don't need to hold on to this anymore. He comes and he makes a residence or he can stay there. The Holy Spirit wants to help you and teach you. The scripture speaks of the Holy Spirit as the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's the spirit of wisdom who yearns to help you connect with God, church. He is a source of all understanding about every detail about your life. You're wondering why you're the way you are? Ask the Holy Spirit and he'll show you the root of it. Come on, you want deliverance? He'll show you the root of it. He'll take you back and sometimes going back, let me tell you something, can be a little hard for some of us, amen, because we don't want to go back there. But sometimes the Holy Spirit takes us back there to show you this is where it started, son. This is where it started, daughter. Let me help you uproot this and deliver you. Not forget about it. Come on, we just want to forget about it and just, no, forgive about it. 
Forgive that past. Forgive that person. Forgive that situation. Forgive that circumstance that drags you down. And the enemy comes and he puts it around your neck, amen. And he pulls you around and says, this is who you are. Where God says, that's not you anymore. You're my son. You're my daughter, amen. You're delivered. You're an heir to the kingdom of God, amen. The Holy Spirit's the one that reveals that to you. He reveals it to you. Ephesians chapter 1, 17 through 18 says, I keep asking that the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the holy, in his holy people. See, the Holy Spirit can show you how to put the principles of healthy living into practice. Come on, he empowers you to act on it, on what he shows you. One writer paraphrases Philippians chapter 2, 13 like this. For it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will and the power to achieve his purpose. Let me tell you, it's not by your strength, church. It's not by your intellect. It's not by who you are. It's all about him, church. Come on, it's not by might nor by power, but by only his, his spirit. Once we can understand that, church, that Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you to, I need to be filled with you. I need you to take residence in my life. I need you right here. Then he gives you the power to achieve the purposes that God has placed in your life. The calling in your life, the things that he's called you to do. Come on, he didn't just pick you and say, you're cute and smart. Come on, I'm going to use you. No. He's going to empower you. Come on. Let me know that. Anything that we do on willpower is short-lived. Come on. We won't make it long, church. You probably last for a while, amen, but a time's going to come. If you're not Holy Ghost filled, the devil will take you out. The devil knows that. We need to be filled with his spirit. God promises to give you freely wisdom. You may want wisdom. Come on. You tired of banging your head? Like, why, why, why? Right? Come on, you're banging your head? Say, why am I going through this? I get, I get, I get some, you know, people come, why did I do this, Pastor? Oh, I'm a knucklehead. Man, I said it again. I did it again. Why? Because you're leaning upon your own understanding. He says, God, give me wisdom. You know, during this pandemic, amen, and today, 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 hallelujah, is the day that God took me out of the hospital. One year today, this very day, he pulled me out and said, you know what, son, I'm healing you. I'm going to use you, and it's not over for you. One year, and I said, God, thank you. But during that time and that week, he gave me wisdom. He gave me wisdom. God says, God, I need wisdom. I need to direct your, your, your flock. I need to direct your church. I, I need your guidance. I need your understanding, God. I, I can't just go back out there and fall back on my face. You brought me here for a purpose. You brought me here for a season, and you'll talk to me, and I search you, God, and I'm tired of doing it my way. I, I want to do it your way, God. Give me direction, amen, to lead your people into the promised land. Come on. I'm here getting instruction. God, I need your wisdom. 
You got to get desperate enough, amen, to say, God, I'm tired of doing it my way. I want to do it your way. Ask him, and he'll give you wisdom. Ask him, he'll give you whatever you ask, church. Ephesians chapter 1, 7 through 8 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he had lavished on us. With all wisdom and all understanding, he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which is purpose in Christ. Let's look at what revelation means, church. The word revelation is used in two ways in the Word of God. In all 66 books in the Bible, all 66 of those books are God's revealed Word. And His revelation in His Word is the solid ground which we can build our lives on. Come on, if you want to build your healthy marriage, you want to build a healthy home, you want to be a, a great father, a great mother, a great discipler, it's based on the word of God. It's not based on the intellect of what you know or what's taught to you. It's in God's word. His word is what we need to build our lives upon. Jesus made, made it clear in the story about the wise man and the foolish man. How many remember that story? Come on, the one that built his house on the solid rock and the other one built it on what? Sand, amen. In Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27, this is the story right here. It says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. That is rooted. Rooted. Somebody say rooted. No, 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 no. You're not saying it right. Rooted. Come on. It's not rooted. No. Come on, girls. You, girls, you can get a little, you can get a little mean too. Rooted. Come on, that is what being rooted is. And when you hear the word of God and you put it into practice, you put it into your life, you start to build upon that. It's a solid foundation. This is my, this is the platform that I built my marriage. This is the platform that I built my life. This is the platform where I build my walk. I build it on God's word so that when, when the winds come, can I tell you the winds are coming? Come on, these last winds of these last two years, church, are nothing to come compared to what's to come. Come on, yeah, we got through this. Yeah, we learned through this. But let me tell you, if we don't learn things right now, and we don't root ourselves in the Lord, and we don't apply the word of God in our lives and build it on our lives, church, amen, if we don't get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's going to huff and puff, and he's going to blow you down. It's about being rooted, church. How many want to stay here for a while? Come on, I want to stay here for a while. Come on, I, I, it's, it'd be great to go home and to glory land, hallelujah. But let me tell you, I, there's a purpose. Come on, there, there are people to get saved, amen. Come on, there are families that need to get saved. There's prodigals that need to come home, church. Come on, we need to root ourselves, amen. And while we're here, we can't waste the day that God has given us, amen. I wake up every single day saying, God, thank you for life, amen. This is a gift, amen. Each day is a gift, amen. And you got to use it for serving God and giving him glory. He reminded me a year ago when he pulled me out. Value every day I give you, son. Don't waste it. 
the Holy Ghost wasted. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's rooted, church. Rooted is, let me tell you, this is a, a great theme. This is something that's needed, not for our church, for the body of Christ. Because the winds are coming. Don't forget the Antichrist is coming. The mark is coming, church. We went from the mask to the mandate, and now the mark. It's coming, church. Come on, it's not like, okay, everything's cool now. Everybody's opening up. No, no, no. Things are coming, church. The wind is about to blow. The storm is about to happen. Come on, things are about to be loose in this place, church. And root is the only thing that's going to sustain us. The only thing that's going to sustain you. And then it goes on to say this, but everyone who hears these words of mine, the things I'm speaking right now, how many know that these are his words? Hears his words of mine and does not, listen, put it into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat that house, and it fell with a great crash. That person is not rooted, church. That person is booted. I'm rhyming again, hallelujah. How many want to get booted? What do you want to be? What do you want to be? Rooted! Not booted, but rooted. You got to get rooted, church. Come on, when you're going through a, a season, when you're going through a time in your life, I need to be rooted. If the winds are blowing you, amen, and you feel like giving up, you're not rooted. God, I need to be rooted. God, help me to get rooted. Come on. The winds are to build you, church. They're not to take you out. Let me tell you something. God allows the winds. I said God allows the winds. Come on. It's not to tear you down. It's not to, to take you out. It's to build you. It's to test you. It's to remind you not to lean upon your own understanding, but to lean on God. Come on, you got to build it on his word, amen. So the revelation of God's word is how we build our lives on. But there's a second use of the term revelation in the scripture, amen. It refers to the Holy Spirit's work of unveiling the eyes of our hearts to perceive what God wants to show you. Come on, not only do we build it and we use the word of God to build our lives, but Holy Spirit... Help me. Give me revelation. Let me open up my, my eyes and my heart. Let me see what you're trying to show me. Revelation. Give me some revelation. The Spirit's passion, amen, is to help you know God better. To understand his purpose and power in your life. Come on. How many want to understand God better? Come on, hallelujah, come on. Well, the Holy Spirit was sent to help us in that. The spirit of revelation opens the eyes of our hearts so that we can see what God wants to reveal to you and I. He gives you insight. He shows you how God is working in you and through you. So the Holy Spirit comes to reveal all this to you and I. Come on, somebody say amen. How many want to know the Holy Spirit more? Come on. Come on. He has to be your best friend, church. It's good to have a good friend. It's good to have a good. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is a friend that's always there for you. 
Come on, if he says, I'm going to help you move, he'll help you move. Come on, we tell friends, can you help me move? Hey, I'll see you there at 8. They don't show up. <laughs> Got to move stuff by yourself. Come on, but the Holy Spirit said to help us. One writer puts it like this. The Spirit of God takes the word of Jesus out of the Scripture setting, and he puts him into the setting of our own personal life. Come on. Now, A.J. Tozer puts it like this when talking about the revealing work of the Holy Spirit. He says this, when the Spirit illuminates the heart, then a part of a man sees which he never saw before. Part of him knows which he had never knew before. That's powerful, church. That when the Spirit comes and illuminates our hearts, we start to see things that we never seen before. We start to know things that we never knew before. I mean, that's powerful, church, powerful. <laughs> I need water. I'm trying to do it in my own strength. You see, apart from the Holy Spirit, we can't sense the presence or have any sort of discernment, church. I, I can't know what God's doing or what he wants to speak unless I, I'm, I, he's with me, amen. He shows me, amen. You know, without the Holy Spirit, amen, I, I don't have any sense of his presence, direction, or what he wants to do, amen. But when I'm in tune with him, when you're in tune with him, come on, things happen. Gives you direction, gives you clarity, brings peace of mind, right? That's why Paul says, you know what, I don't worry what he do. I pray, and I thank him for what he's done, and I ask him for what I need. And then he brings what? A peace that surpasses what? All understanding. That's the Holy Spirit's help, church. Human nature that is disconnected from God is a Christian or a person that's in the dark. They're blinded to the revelations of the Holy Spirit. But it's the Holy Spirit who removes, listen, church, the blinders, and he enlightens your heart. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about his glory or the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So the work of the Holy Spirit removes the blinders, church. He is the one that reveals God to you and I. He's the one that speaks into our hearts, amen. And if he speaks into the heart, into our hearts about his unconditional love for you, church, come on, I'm, how many know that God loves you? Come on, if you're here thinking God don't love you because you're going through a seat, no, that's a lie from the enemy. He loves you. Come on, if he loved me, I wouldn't be going, no, he loves you. You know, if this, if God really loved me, I would no, no, he loves you. That are all lies of the devil, amen. The devil is the deceiver. The devil is the one that says he lies. The devil says that you're no good. The devil is the one that says God doesn't love you, amen. No, God loves you. Come on, somebody say, God loves me. Come on, he loves you. For God so loved the world. He loved you. He knew you even before you were born. He knew you even before you were conceived. He knew you in 2022. Man, that's how much he loves you. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head. That's deep. 
That's how much he knows you. Man, how many want to guess how many hairs that Maledia has? Woo! <laughs> I'm sorry, man. There's a lot of hair there, man. <laughs> all, we, all we can say, man, all we can say is a lot. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit can bring a number. Because God loves her. God knows her. Just like he knows you and I. Come on, somebody. Now that there is now that there's a God who loves us unconditionally, listen, church, who wants you gotta understand that there's a lot of spiritual people out there who believe in God. But they are unclear, listen, who Jesus is. It's the truth. Yeah, yeah, I go to church, I know about God. But they don't even know about Jesus. They're unclear about Jesus. Oh, it's just the son. They, they, they don't get the whole thing. Now, if, if God's a God that loves us unconditionally, who wants to have a friendship, the Holy Spirit wants to have a friendship with you, wouldn't you want to know him more? Let me help you out with and give you a suggestion. All right? My suggestion is to get a Bible. You guys got a Bible? One thing, you got to get a Bible, amen, hallelujah. But listen, not just a phone Bible. Not a phone Bible, church. I'm talking about get it, a Bible, invest, listen, invest. That means you got to put some money out. Come on, don't take it from a, a hotel room. Don't, don't, I mean, don't just get a, a Bible that are just handed out free in the church, amen. And those are good to get started, church, but invest. Somebody say invest. Invest in a Bible, amen, that is easy for you. Somebody say me, for you to read. Translations that I may read may not good for you, or the ones that you read may not good for me. You got to get a translation, amen, that is adaptable to you that you can understand. I'm sorry, there's no Cholo versions. Or Valley versions. I don't know, amen. I'm just throwing both things out, amen. But no, get a Bible, listen, that you can easily read, that one that uses words that make sense to you. Amen? Come on, some of it's the message Bible. Some of it's the story Bible. Some of it's different. Amplified Bible. Uh, there, there's different translations. Amen. They're out there. Amen. There are study Bibles that give you footnotes, that give you commentary. Amen. That gives you a dip, deeper understanding of what you're reading instead of trying to get it in your own intellect. Amen. And God does give you revelation as the Spirit is inside of you. But let me tell you, some of us need some help. I said some of us need some help. So invest. A good Bible, amen, is probably around $70 for a good, good Bible. Come on, we spend $70 like nothing sometimes. Come on. You guys can go to lunch right now and spend $70. No, what you need is spiritual food. Hallelujah. Now I'm not saying to, I'm not saying disregard food, amen. I I can I, I like a good steak once in a while, but let me tell you, I got a good Bible. Come on, if you got a good Bible, God gives you more steaks. <laughs> it's the truth. He blesses us, amen. 
Invest in a good Bible. Secondly, read the book of John in the New Testament. I don't care if you're saved 20 years here, 40 years. I don't care. So read the book of John in the New Testament and then take your time reading it. Don't. Okay, I read it all. Come on. So many people say, I read the whole Bible in a month. You're not going to contain things in a month reading the whole Bible like that. You got to read the word of God. Take your time. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a speed reading contest. It's not, no, take your time. And as you're reading it, listen, the book of John, read all the Bibles and read all the books, church, but start in the book of John. The book of John gives you the revelation of who Jesus is. John brings a, a, the greatest way of revealing Jesus, besides the other gospels do a great job, but John was the beloved. John was the one close to Jesus. So he gets a deeper, a different a view angle who Jesus is. Read the book of John, amen. Get a good Bible that you can read it, and then ask the Holy Spirit, listen, to reveal God to you. If you ask him, you'll what? You'll receive what you're asking for. God, give me wisdom as I read the book of John. Give me wisdom to show me the, the revelation of who Jesus is. And let me tell you, after reading that a couple times, let me tell you, you'll get a deeper understanding who Jesus is. Come on, it's not just enough Sunday to Sunday to come here to see who Jesus is, who God is, who the Holy Spirit is, church. you got, you got to invest, church. Understand, God doesn't want you to simply know about him. He wants you to know him personally. To know him intimately. To know his heart. Come on, somebody. And to be his best friend. Remember that song we used to sing? I am a friend of God. Remember that song? They do. I'm a friend of God. And if you read the scriptures, you'll understand he is a friend of God. <laughs> it's in the scriptures. It's not just a song. It's his word. Come on. John chapter 15 13 to 12 says, or 12, uh, John 15, 13 to 18 says this, Greater love has no one than this, to lay one's life for his own friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants. you got to catch this. Because a servant does not know the master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known Unto you, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So whatever you ask in my father's name, I will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Somebody say love each other. Come on, turn to somebody. Say, I love you. Love you. Now turn around and really mean it. Love you. 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 Love you guys out there on Facebook. For I forgot about you. Love you. Somebody say love me back out there. I'm going to read it later, so if you don't talk to me, I know who didn't show up. <laughs> Come on. This is what he said. This is a command. Love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Everything about God, church, listen, is relational. This, 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 is not, this is not religion here, church. It's about a relationship with God. Religion is dead. 
God is alive. <laughs> Come on. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about a relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus completed his mission here on earth, he spoke of his deep love for you and I and promised to send what? A helper. Right? A helper, amen, a comforter to help us, you, us, you and I experience deep relationship or friendship with God. He promised who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that needs to live inside of us, church. John chapter 16, 7 says this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. But if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. See, it was good for Jesus to go back to the Father. Why? So he can release the promise. The helper that will be with you. The helper that's still here today, church. That's roaming the earth, amen, helping you and I, helping us as Christians, helping us as disciples to keep following him. John 16, 12 to 15 says this, I still have many things to say to you. How many know everything? Come on. Come on, Pastor, uh, Sister Miranda uh, 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 teaches a class, but does she know everything? Do you? She, she says, almost. <laughs> Come on, me preaching the word. Do I know everything? No. I'm the first to tell you. I don't, I don't know anything. I know some things, but I, there are more things to learn. And I want to learn them. Come on. These last two years, I've learned. Things that I've never knew before. Things I've never seen before. Come on. The Holy Spirit helped me in that. Helped us in that. So he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I mean, there's some things that we can't take. It's going to be too heavy, too confusing. So he, he says this, however, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truths. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will hear, uh, he will speak, and he will tell you of the things to come. This is about the spirit church. How many know that we need to know what's to come? Do you know what's coming? Come on, we need the Spirit's help. If, if the Holy Spirit is inside of us, he's going to show us of the things that are to come. And if we already know the things that are to come, let me tell you, rooted is the main thing that we need. We, we really need to root ourselves. Come on, how many know if you knew things to come, that you start to, if you're wise, you'll start to prepare yourself for that? If they talk about a storm coming, don't they start already preparing for their homes and, and putting wood and upon the windows and all this stuff, right? They're getting sandbags to make sure that there's a flood coming. They're preparing themselves. See, but God doesn't give us a warning, church. He says no one knows the time and hour when he'll come. Does anybody know? Come on. Because if we knew... Let me tell you, we would do things and then get right at the end. We would. Because we, we know the time. We were flesh, church. So the thing is, we got to live now as tomorrow he may come. We need to deepen ourselves now. But the Spirit shows us things, prepares us in our hearts spiritually of the things that we need to do. Oh, i, I got to root myself. That's what the Lord's saying. Root yourself. Why? Just root yourself. 
Why? I, I can tell you this. Things are coming. A wind's coming. A trial that you have never seen before is coming. A storm that you have never felt before is coming. And if you root yourself, let me tell you, he prepares you. And the Holy Spirit teaches you. Come on, somebody say amen. And it says this, he will glorify me, speaking of the Spirit, and he will take what, what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus said, whenever the Spirit speaks, and he will speak, church. This is a communication that only happens spirit to spirit. Not spirit of flesh. Spirit to spirit. Friend to friend. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is truly the most wonderful treasures that have been given to us. Nothing in this world can offer Nothing in this world can satisfy you than going deeper into a relationship with God Almighty. Nothing, church, not money, not prestige, not power, anything compares to that relationship with Christ. You were created in God's image. You were designed for a love relationship with him. Not a master-servant relationship. But he says, I call you friend. He, we're friends of God. I'm going to give you the secrets. I'm going to give you the treasures. I'm going to give you the very purposes. I'm going to give you the power to sustain those things. I'm going to show you, son. I'm going to show you, daughter, my power. And it's coming through my spirit. From the moment you were born, listen, church, God has been pursuing you. Come on, we have a little baby in the back, right? She here or is she over there? Oh, she's right there, right there. God's already pursuing her. God already knew her. Just like he knows this little baby here. He's, he's already pursuing them already. He's already impressing the, the love upon them, amen. Pursuing, pursuing. He's a, a deep love for his creation. He has been aggressive in his love. He whispers in his whispers, in his shouts, in his silence. He comes after you. Remember when Sister Des says, can you just have a, a moment of silence? 15 seconds, right? Remember that? And some of us, we, we went five seconds, we're like, is it over? Come on, right? But when you can just close your eyes, and what God wanted to do is to tune out some things that you came in with. And to reveal some things inside you. Don't you know that he speaks even louder in silence? I'm serious. You, sometimes we're like, ah, God, God, God. We want, we want thunder. We want something to come. And we want, like, the finger of God to come out and write something on the wall. I love you. <laughs> like he did when he wrote the Ten Commandments. Remember that? But sometimes in the whisper, in his silence, people start to just cry. You ever been just silent and all of a sudden overwhelmed? By the Spirit. 
And you're like, that's God. That's how he pursues you and I, church. Listen, he is stubborn. Stubborn in love for you. He is, man, he doesn't give up on you. He doesn't, come on, somebody say amen. He doesn't give up on you, amen. He loves, he's in stubborn love, amen. You may, you may be away from him, you may walk away, but he said, ah, I go after them. What the Bible says, he leaves the 99 to go get the what? The one. That's how much he loves us, amen. No matter what we're going through, he, he's stubborn, love for you. He will use anything, listen, uh, anywhere, uh, at any time to draw you deeper into his relationship with you. He puts people in your path to draw you closer. He brought my wife and I to draw you closer to him. Come on. Why didn't you have an encounter in the park, sis? Speaking to you, girl. Yes. Remember that? You think that was coincidence? That was God pursuing you. In your state of mind, he sent somebody to remind you. That's how much he loves you. That's what God does. You ever just, somebody just come in the path and it's like, and all of a sudden starts speaking to you that you don't even know? And like, like, what? That's God. That's his love. That's his love. You may not even see that person again, amen, but that was God's love for you. He came and reached for you at that moment. To why? To draw you closer to him. Right? Come on, then we get a praise report, sister. We pray for the sister last week. Church, we believe. Reports of cancer. Is cancer there? It's gone, right? Gone. Why? Because God pursued her. Loved her. She declared it. She asked. And God gave it to her. Is it something I do? We do? No. It's all God. You know, she can just, she could have just come up here for prayer. She didn't have to say that. But she grabbed me and says, I need this. God knows it, but she said, I have to announce this. Pray for me. This is what I got. This is what I'm going through. Can you pray? And we prayed. She came today, grabbed me again. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Or it's not there. Come on, that, that, that's God's pursuit for you and I, church. Let me close with this. Jeremiah chapter 31, 3, it says this. I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. God wants to draw you. God's inviting you. And he's using the Holy Spirit to empower you. And to draw you closer to know him. And then we're going to get to know him, church. I mean, we're going to get to know him in that deep relationship that you never have imagined before, never thought before, church. This is the year that you get to know God more than you ever knew. But it's going to take you to root yourself down in him in order we can be built up in him. You know, really blessed to see Sister Charlene in that class. He goes, on what? You're there to root yourself, right? She tells me, I, I, want, I want more. These classes are great, church. Of new, new beginnings, this other spiritual class that we got going on. Things to help you. Church itself. 
God's Word, the Holy Spirit. Come on, we're not just meant to come here and just sit. We're meant to know Him and do something for Him. Because His love drives us, church. It drives us to do what we need to do for God. I'm, I'm here Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, year after year for 20 plus years. Why? Because I always want to come and just talk. No, I want to be used by God. I love Him. I want to share His love. I, I want to share the testimony. I want to share what He's done in my life. And I wake up this morning and I'm walking, I'm, I'm putting some things for our church today. And then a memory pops up and says, I, I gave God glory because I was home. After a week, and my family didn't know what was going on, and confusion hit our church, hit our leadership, hit everything, church. It, 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 it knocked us for a loop. Come on, let's just be honest. We didn't know the direction, so I knew, God, I need something when I get out of here. And I need to go, I need to go what's in my heart, what you have placed in there. And I came out saying, we're opening up again. We're going to do what God has called us to do. And we had a comeback weekend, amen. We had the women's conference, and God moved church as a launching path to things to come. And now things have hit us again, but we're not shaken. Come on, we, we, we are placed it on the solid rock. We're not in sand anymore. We're not in the uncertainties anymore. We're not in the, in the doubt parts anymore. We're believing. How many are believing God? I'm believing God, Amen. Come on, though things may form against us, church, they will not prosper. Come on. And in, in, in either case, we still win. We're winners in either case, church. But we can claim and we can plead the blood of Jesus to protect us. His blood, church, still works today. Come on, his blood still delivers today, amen. His blood has the power to break any chain of bondage over your life today, church. All you got to do is call out. Jesus, Holy Spirit, help me use the comforter that he sent us. You need help? You're in an SOS jam. Call on the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I don't know what's going on here. Holy Spirit, I'm confused. I'm worried. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm going through things. I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do there. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with her. I don't know what to do. Holy Spirit, I need you. But in most cases, what we're doing, we're going by the flesh. Does that, does that look pretty after? Does that look pretty during? <laughs> Come on. But all of a sudden, we blow it, and he, he lets you blow it too. And then he comes, and there he goes. He embraces you, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, God, I did it again. You ever felt like that, or is it just me? I did it again. I should have just called out to you. You start calling me, blowing up Texas, and no response. Ah, forget it. Come on. I'm not the Holy Spirit, church. <laughs> I said, I'm not the Holy Spirit. Sometimes if there's no answer, guess what? Call on the Holy Spirit. Don't just say, I quit. Or text I receive after that, I leave now. <laughs> no response, I don't come. <laughs> Tell the Holy Spirit. <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm just expressing my feelings now. No, call the Holy Spirit. And there are times when you're texting or calling, and I'm calling the Spirit for you. I say, go help him. Go help her. you got better words than I have. Not that we can't be there for each other. I mean, it's important for us to be there for each other. But I'm saying in those times when you don't receive a call, it doesn't mean that's over. That means I got to go deeper. I got to root myself deeper. I need to get on my knees. I need to call on the Father, the Son.